Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony Thomas coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Wednesday, August 23rd. And I want to talk about finesse. When I say finesse, I'm not talking about being cool or being stylish or anything like that. What I'm talking about is the ability to avert, deflect, or otherwise avoid brute strength using your martial arts skills. And the reason I bring this up is because a lot of people got into the martial arts with the idea that a smaller, weaker man or woman would be able to subdue a larger, stronger opponent. I mean, that's really largely the appeal with martial arts is that, hey, you don't have to be a big guy, big girl, whatever, strong in order to defeat an attacker. And while that's one of the things that attracted me to martial arts, I find that a lot of schools are still measuring their students in terms of toughness or grit or something like that. Now, I personally believe that martial arts can, will, and should increase your mental toughness. And there's a lot of ways to look at that, but you kind of know what I'm talking about. You should be more focused, more determined, whatever, as it pertains, or rather as a result of your martial arts training. But what I don't see is a lot of schools explaining that in the realm of self-defense, it's way wiser and way more practical to be the matador in the bullfight rather than the bull itself. Now, in other posts, in other waves, I've talked about the difference between using self-defense skills and getting into a fight. Fights are agreed upon, largely. When I'm talking about self-defense, as you know, I'm talking about a criminal ambush, a criminal assault, where the person has the upper hand and they're looking to use said upper hand to hurt, kill, whatever it is they think they're going to be able to do to you. Now, to circumvent that, I think that Finesse, agility, and dexterity are the keys to surviving that kind of situation. For example, when I look at an art that I'm impressed with in terms of finesse, I look at Western boxing, I look at Aikido, although many people discount the use of Aikido, which I believe is a mistake. There's a great deal of finesse in the idea of blending uh, Wing Chun and an art that's largely overlooked for this particular skill, and that is savat. I think that when we practice, when we train as practitioners, we should always assume, regardless of our strength, regardless of our size, that we will be the smaller and weaker of two people in an altercation. Being able to count on your strength or your size is a liability that we cannot often afford. I've taught a number of people whose parents brought them in because they were small, because they were physically weak, and they were never going to be the bigger, stronger person in an altercation. So I think that as teachers, we need to really look into teaching finesse, subtleties, misdirection, dexterity, all of these kind of speed and agility over strength 
attributes because that's where the difference lies. That's what will allow us to deploy certain skills against a larger, stronger opponent. If you haven't done so, look into the arts I mentioned, especially Savat. I'm not a I'm not a practitioner of Savat per, per se, but I really enjoy and I really like their approach to fighting. They never stand and bang, which is so popular amongst prize fighting aficionados. They understand that there's nothing cool about taking punishment. Even Floyd Mayweather said that, said that, which is why people are so largely critical of his style. They don't understand. The point is not to get beat up. Anyway, call in and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. You can call in here. You can check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And most importantly, as always, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye. What is going on, everybody? It is Sensei Anthony Thomas with another episode of the Karate Chronicles, August the 24th, Thursday. And I wanted to talk about having that switch. Now, when I say that, you probably heard something similar in your life where, oh man, I don't know what happened. It's like the switch just went off and I... And usually that sentence is followed by lost it, got angry, started punching, something along the lines of a physical, violent, or aggressive nature. Now, as a martial artist, we're taught about the concepts of mushin, no mind, you know, being able to move without the hindrance of conscious thought, all of these things. So the question I'm posing for you today is, do you have a switch? Now, if you're walking down the street with your parents and some knucklehead walks up and punches your mom or your dad in the face... Is there a switch that goes off before you're able to respond appropriately? Is there something that has to happen in your mind to invoke a physical response? Do you have to see a person screaming at a kid and it makes you so angry that you feel inclined, motivated, and justified in confronting that person? Or is it something different? Me, myself, I don't think I have a switch. For example, I'm sitting in my truck right now, looking out the window. And if some guy walked up and called me a name or reached into the window and grabbed me or something, I don't think there'd have to be an elevation in mood or anger for me to respond accordingly. One of my biggest concerns is that actually my fight-or-flight response has been short-circuited because I don't often get hyped up in situations that definitely require an elevated course of action. For example, if I'm sitting there eating a sandwich, you know I love a good sandwich, if someone says there's a dog coming, I don't have to be afraid of that dog to decide that I need to get up from where I am and start running. I don't. I'll just get up and start running. If I'm walking down the street and somebody calls a woman the B word, I'm going to look and see what's going on before I'm angry about the fact that a man just called a woman the B word. You see where I'm going with this? I've been in situations where a person confronted me 
and they were in my personal space, but it didn't elevate my blood pressure or it didn't elevate my heart rate. I didn't start to exhibit those nonverbal cues of aggression or desperation or anything like that. I just did what had to be done. And so my question for you additionally is, do you have that switch? Do we need that switch? And along those same lines, is it detrimental not to have that switch? I personally would like to think that being able to be cool and calm and all this kind of stuff before an altercation or before a threatening situation is a plus. But I'm concerned that it's not because in those moments of fight or flight, your body kicks in your adrenaline and you're able to get that that dump of adrenaline that allows you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. So it's very safe to say that I may be crippled or hindered by my lack of elevated blood pressure, breathing, etc. Anyway, what do you guys think? I think this is an interesting topic, so I'd love to call in and hear your I'd love to hear your call-ins with your opinion. So please do so. Also check me out on martialartsoakland.com and most importantly, be kind to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.